Coming to you from the metropolis of eastern Washington, where the borders of Washington and Idaho constitute their own fault line. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Queer Centric. Uh, we're excited to have you here. We're excited to be here. I'm a little cold. I'm not going to lie to you. As of last week when we did the show, it was still 70. The weather I really took a dive. Say, yeah, It did. And then I hear it's going to take another dive. And so... Uh, I miss California. I'm all for fall. I really don't mind it. It hides all my flaws. No, not all, all my flaws. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Like oh, the clothing. because you get, the clothing. To, yeah. you get to uh, bundle up. Yeah, exactly. Kurt, there's no hope for you, though. You're just, it is what it is, <laughs> sir. We discussed your bald head earlier. But uh, thank you for tuning in for this week's show. As everybody knows, we've been talking about having some politics on uh, and having, uh, for Spokane, one of our city council members who decided, you know, to give us a go, see what happens. <laughs> and it should be fun. So, Zach, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and who you are. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah. Uh, Fun to be in the studio on a right. podcast. Usually I'm on the dais, so uh, much right? more private and yeah. I like this. But yeah, I'm Zach Maybe Zipone. people not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, at yeah. least. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I was elected last year to city council. I grew up here in Spokane and graduated from North Central High School nice. and went away to college on the East Coast uh, in Washington, D.C. And there I really saw the differences that people had in opportunity in life, yeah. whether it was um, like... Well, most of my friends uh, from North Central continue to work in the service industry or went right. to community college. And a lot of my friends there in D.C. came from elite private boarding schools yeah. and just seeing their mm. opportunities in life. So I decided to be a teacher, move back to eastern Washington, and I taught middle school for, for a few years. See, um, that, that's front lines. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I often joke that the middle schoolers were tough. That was like the toughest job for ever. For real. And so the middle schoolers scared me into politics. <laughs> wow, it's like that got, bad, huh? I got to fix yeah. something. I'm sure you instilled in them their their civil duties of being good citizens. Uh, yeah, or to, <laughs> you know, like, wipe their nose. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like, that's really highbrow. We were starting down yeah. there. You got to start with the nose wiping, and you can kind of build <laughs> yeah. up from there. Right, no. we, could, we could hope. We and went you, to Washington, D.C. I took them on trips, so we did right. do all that stuff, which was really Look. cool. That is nice. um, But I really noticed that, you know, I wanted to make a difference in our community and education is really important, but there's so many other things that our community mm -hmm. yeah. that impact what's happening to kids every day and create those tracks. Exactly. Um, so I got my master's degree in public policy and uh, came back home to Spokane right as COVID started and yeah. had lots of problems uh, in our community and decided I would run for office. Yeah. And so I was elected last year to city council and have been serving since January, yeah. and it's been a whirlwind. There's See, a I can't wait to talk a little bit about that, especially the uh, that great hope we feel before we then get to reality. And I'm just curious about how you balance that. So we're, we're going to talk yeah. about that. But before we get into all of that, I do want to mention that Regional Health got a hold of me today and wanted me to remind people that they do the monkeypox vaccine Every two weeks, they run a clinic. We will be putting the uh, website on our site. So if you want, you don't have to register, but they suggest it. Or if you're a walk-in, wait till about 2.30. But uh, tomorrow, well, for you guys listening, on the 21st, they're doing it. But two weeks from now, they'll do it again. You can just go to their site, the link that we have. Um, also, I need to, I got another text saying, if you don't, want to uh, wait to get an appointment there, there's another place that does it. Actually, I think it's twice a week, which is um, crazy. Uh, so let me look it up. We'll just 
make this. Movie. I feel like a bad citizen because I I kind of forgot monkeypox was a thing. I don't know how I. <laughs> if you don't have it, you you won't always remember. I guess that. I'm not thinking about it, right? Now the yeah. minute you get it, you'll remember it for the rest of your life. I still but... I still think of COVID because people. I feel like people are still yeah. talking about that more than monkeypox. Oh, yeah. But maybe that's just because it's. We've had some uh, instances in Spokane County, nothing to the extent of like L.A. or anything like that, where they had it. Even New York, they because their mm. population is so much bigger. Um, I want to say that consistent care offers the vaccine twice a week, and there's details on their website. We'll put them both up if you want to know. But I was just um, at my doctor today, and she was reminding me, you know, did I go get that? I'm like, well, I try not to see people at all, but uh, I will I, I will put that on the list. I got I got my monkey you got it twice, double vax. See? I'm ready oh, to go. Right. You're Good ahead you. of the game. Yeah. I kept forgetting that regional had it. And so, you know, schedule it, go be a good citizen, go get the takes the a, pox a minute. It's super fast, super easy. And the thing that scared me into it was the yeah. quarantine period is 28 days. If you grief. Yeah, it's like, and it can get super out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> like where you'll get it. I'm like, no, this doesn't sound like a comforting. You know what I mean? Not that COVID is great, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's so, not cute. It's not cute. No. So Thomas, now that you have this. Uh, great information. Are you going to run right down? I'm going to go straight to the vaccination I knew it. Place. See, people, you heard it here first. I have to say, though, so when you got the monkeypox monkey vaccine, d- did it burn at all? No. Well, I was sore a little bit the next day, but not yeah. like Because let me it. tell you, my doctor gave me the flu shot because I had the flu this weekend. And so, you know, I guess better late than never. So she gives me a flu shot today, and this is the warning it comes with. Typically, the flu shot doesn't burn, and we just need you to know that all the doctors who have had this done say this one burns a lot. And mm. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like burns, burns this. through your veins? Yeah, right. You know how you can feel it. Like when I got the COVID vaccine, there's a moment where you just there's a little twinge that happens. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, apparently, and mine didn't burn, so I don't know what you're talking about. But mm. just so you know, if you're going to go get your flu shot, that's that's coming. That's for you. normal, I guess. So that's our public service announcement. I just wanted to, to share that with everybody else. Oh, and so now, uh, very uh, like we tell all guests, jump into conversation anytime you want to comment because we're going to be talking directly in a minute. But before we start, I think this is a good way to go. Carter loves it when I talk about him and our conversations. <laughs> so as we know, Kurt is a new, uh, you are finally politically involved and interested because there was a long time that you didn't even believe in voting and it's been and that was during radio days and it has changed so much because i will wake up on a monday morning and kirk gets up early people like i'm talking about four Mm. in the morning so by the time i get up i will have just text messages that go on forever and i always say you're spiraling and you say no you're not but you're really good sparring partner for me because i'm always trying to pull you out of the because you are sure like you'll see something on the news and all of a sudden everything's going to hell and we're going to die. And there's, and you always tell me there's no hope. Jonathan, there's no hope. We're fucked. That was your thing today. And I'm like, we can't go there. Cause if you go there, there's no way to find ways to get out of it. Kurt, do you still feel like that? Or do you feel like, cause we're going to talk today about things we can do as citizens at the local level. Well, that's good. But you don't <laughs> think it'll help at all. Do you? Uh, no. It matters. See, it it's matters. important. Yeah. yeah, I just saw something about the ripple effect. It's important to be involved. But you and this is my other favorite thing. You're like, well, I've talked to my people, and my people said, and I'm like, I don't trust your people. I've I don't know people. where they are, but I feel like, why do you? Don't you? 
why are you still involved if some part of you must believe there's a difference you can make as a citizen? Well, yeah, I think there is a difference. Okay. Uh, a way I can make a difference. I just don't know how yet. Okay, I love this. See, yeah. for everybody who gets terrified when you look at the news, at least go there. At least start with the, okay, I don't have the answers. I'm freaking out, but I'm willing to listen. This morning, you were not willing to listen. Oh, I was willing to listen. I uh, just okay. had a lot to say. <laughs> but I love it because it, it sharpens my positive mind when I have to talk you off a cliff. So thank you for this morning. morning you're thing. welcome. Tom, you look like you're dying to get that mic back. All I was going to say was he's not a plant. He, we, we didn't set this up for him to say, I wish I knew how to solve, you know, no, how to get involved in the community. not a plant. Sometimes you will go off and you and I will, I'll just be saying, I'll just have to say, Kurt, I'm just going to have to say I don't agree with you. <laughs> and then we move on with our day. Do you, Zach, are you naturally positive outlook? Are you, where do you land? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> people tell me different things. Yeah. So... People say that I am a, a, well, I don't know. I have people that say I'm optimistic and other people yeah. say I'm pessimistic. And I well, say, your campaign was really based on hopefulness and, I mean, it had that uh, good vibe. Absolutely. It does have appeal. Yeah, that yeah people yeah. tend to like that. Of building up the working class and, you know, yeah. the middle class. But I like to be realistic about what you can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's that's like, where I don't think it's, like, pessimistic. Don't, like, don't enter fantasy, but also don't be right. too, too negative about everything. Right. Like, yeah. if someone just tells you it's going to be okay, I'm like, well, no, you have to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put but that is in this is the, an ongoing debate my boyfriend and I have, and yeah. he often, it's like, Zach, you're so optimistic. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he goes... Well, you think you're going to get all these things done within the next hour and then relate to everything. That's usually how it ends. Like, you're going to meet and call 10 people. And I was like, okay, so I'm just delusional. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's yeah. what he's trying to say. really what it is. Exactly. And is, it, is he taking it in comparison? He's like, I'm so pessimistic. You are very, yeah. very optimistic. Yeah, that's probably it's, where it's coming from. It's called balance. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. It's called yeah. balance. But you have been in... So I think it was a year ago you and I did the little lunch and learn. Yeah. And so we got to, to it wasn't in person yet. We hadn't gotten no. that far in COVID. But um, so I did research. I looked at your campaign. I, I didn't live here at the time, but I would have voted for you. So you have this, this start of what you believe in. Right. And then, then right. you're with count and we have we have been in the trenches with the council over the years i know you know good bad and the ugly yeah. it was refreshing um, that you you had opened up a venue to say hey business people with business questions business owners yeah. come and just throw them at me and i'll i'll, I'll see what i can kind of tell you or what i can't tell yeah. you or, you know what i what i know and don't know and, and you were so new then i'm like oh i wonder how this is gonna go like, this is, this <laughs> Not, is brave <laughs> i just felt because i have a pessimistic attitude when it comes to oh i'm hopeful and then i found reality and i'm like oh mm -hmm. fuck you know yeah. what i mean um how do you balance it now? Because there is reality. Yeah. Well, I think it's about staying grounded, right? And, yeah. And what do you believe in your values and what you're trying to do? And yeah. it's easy to get lost, especially with this job. There's like fires that you're putting out all the time and chaos yep. that's coming your way. You land in an airport, get an alert that the Guardians <laughs> Foundation has been stealing money. Right. And you're like, what do I do? You guys just, it, they threw it at you one day and not that one day long ago yeah. either. And that was what was fascinating because, of course, the press is breaking the story everywhere. It's and very then, exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got back from vacation and was yeah. like, I have no idea what's going on. And the press is like, do you have a comment on this? And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, so that's why, because I will tell you, I was like, I'm reading this story and I forget what, what, who was covering it and i remember going i think i've counted everybody on the council where is zach but yeah if yeah. you don't know you don't yeah, count, don't. yeah. Uh, yeah. so i think it's about again staying grounded in yeah. what you believe so 
my campaign always came back to running because everyone deserves a fair shot. And right. that's really what grounds me is staying to that, that mission and thinking about what are you doing? And so in my office, me and my assistant, Jeff, we like have our goals attached to that. So we're right. like, okay, everyone has a fair shot. That's our mission, our vision. And our goals are around public safety, infrastructure, right. job, economic growth, and housing and homelessness. And what are we doing to make sure people have a fair shot? Right. And trying to stay grounded in that and move the needle and try to make those changes. Mm -hmm. And like your district two, I'm district three, district three, which is Northwest. Yeah. You cover where I live, but I hate that. It's also not down. Let's go all downtown, but it blocks. District well, two we're is in redistricting part of right now. And so oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm getting in a little trouble heat right now. Cause Ooh. Yeah. okay. I, I was like on the redistricting it. committee and had participated and now, um, the Republicans have called it gerrymandering and saxophone yes. trying to make re-election easier. But, well, so, and also they had, I mean, that's been a, they've used that gerrymandering forever yeah. to only when it's in favor of the Republicans. I'm just going to say it. Uh, they bring that up. But just what didn't help the cause was what happened at the L.A. Uh, at their city um, council because they were having the meeting about redoing the districts when, you know, they started getting not okay very and you know three of them have had to resign and it's oh, yeah, a big that was, thing yeah. that was crazy I, I, yeah. yeah and listening to it is awful so it is a scary time but i'm mm. i'm with you can we just move it yeah down you know what i mean yeah well we there's a map that potentially do it it's called the neighborhood map yeah and with shared boundaries and all it does is make sure that no uh, none of our neighborhoods are divided and they're all within one council district. We have three neighborhoods that are divided and don't yeah. feel like they're seen. And it makes it inefficient, which I didn't realize until I was on council side of how inefficient it is when yeah. our neighborhoods are divided and how much fighting there is and to get yeah. our attention as council members because we're busy. And yeah. so those neighborhoods don't feel seen. So that's part of it. And the second part is with shared downtown. So each council district would have it. And so that, that would be nice. That neighborhood map would, uh, for my district, move Brown's Edition and Peaceful Valley into District 3. That so. makes sense to my brain. Yeah. So that everyone has to deal with the, the theory around that, that we've heard from community, we've yeah. heard in surveys, this is what people have been saying about what they wish the districts represented. Right. And it's downtown Spokane, in order to be successful for our entire region, downtown needs to be successful. Yeah. And so all district or all council members should be concerned about it. And Brown's yeah. edition deals with a lot of the same issues that right down on exactly Monroe deals with. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And those issues also cross over to uh, something you had mentioned earlier, which is our unhoused population. Yeah. And and I feel like if we don't look at the nuance of it, we have to look at the nuance. It's just not, oh, there's a problem because there's homeless people on my street. It's everybody's problem. Mm -hmm. And so those areas that tend to be hit the hardest, it would be nice if everybody had to go in and deal yeah. with this. Well, if you want to talk about optimism, there are only about 800 to 1,000 people who are yeah. unhoused in Spokane County. Yeah. That's really it. It's about a thousand people that we're talking about. Yeah. It feels hopeless when you're walking down the street and things don't seem like they're changing. Yeah. But I mean, Camp Hope is called Camp Hope for a reason. I often call it Camp Woodward, but that's a different reason. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there is opportunity there. This is not an insurmountable problem for our community. If we get coordinated, we direct yeah. resources and move people into permanent supportive yeah. housing, there's an opportunity to move the needle right uh, we're not going to solve it overnight mm. but it is opportunity it's not any, right and what's hard is spokane's been like just not doing too good of a job since condon was mayor you know it was we've had the same and it's it's uh 
disconcerting that we're still here. But this is one of the things I want to talk about, the 101 of city council. It, to a lot of people, I don't think they understand. Your city councilman, they they can take part in this and try to you know help. This can be... This is how we have a voice as citizens in Spokane. I don't think people understand. So can you give us just a brief, what is city council in a city like Spokane? What is it yeah. for? What's its, because you guys, there's yeah. six of you. There's You're, seven. There's seven. Seven council members uh, and then the mayor oh, all elected. Yeah. And uh, I often joke, like, my job is customer service. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I respond to constituents and hear their concerns. Yeah. Um, city council does not run departments, does not direct right. staff. That's right. not our job. The mayor does, and the mayor runs the bureaucracy of the city and all the departments right. and people. My job is to advocate for the people who elected me to be there. Yeah. And most people don't have the time to track down who's in charge of what and say, right. like, my street's broken over here. Yeah. Fix this pothole. Or uh, my fire hydrant has been broken for six months. No one's fixing it. Yeah. And these things just fall through the cracks. And so yeah. then they message me, and then I can track down the person and follow up. That's, right. that's a big part of the job. That's yeah. the constituent services side. But by statute, another role of city council is we're the budgetary authority of the city and the policy authority for the city. And so the mayor cannot pass a law. The mayor can propose a law, yeah. but council sets that agenda. What is a law? What's not a law in our city? And then also, what do we spend our resources on? What are we directing our funding towards? Yeah. And we have about a billion dollar budget in the city. Whew. And so that covers things such as public safety. That's police and fire. Yeah. It covers the parks and libraries. It covers the streets department. It covers waste and water, stormwater. You know, yeah. if you're seeing those floodings that we're seeing in downtown, we have to deal with our water. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite topic, but it also right. deals with stuff that I do get excited about, which is like bike lanes and sidewalks, right? Ooh. And crosswalks. Ooh. And well, what happens when so, and of, there was a story that just came out recently that said we even have a lot of money that is not. It's just sitting, which is great. It's great news if we can figure out what the heck we're going to do with that, right? But what happens when, you know, like a uh, the new part of the Centennial Trail? No one is taking care of it, right? So there was a big argument about, well, who's supposed to? And mm -hmm. it was between, well, I think it was Parks and Rec or uh, another entity, the city or something. And they were saying, well, when we did this, we said you would do it. They're like, no, you did it. When we did it. And so what does it do? Because it's right by my house. Yeah. No one does anything. And I'm so how do you go about, you know, changing that? Why does it get locked? Yeah. Well, I, going back to what's the role of city council, I think our, yeah. we bring people together and we yeah. form partnerships. And that's a big part of our work. We're, we're normal people that have other jobs in our community. Right. So I teach at North Central High School feel still, very too. Bad for you guys because <laughs> yeah. you have a real job also yeah. on top of this real job. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I can't imagine my, my uh, boyfriend's a teacher as well. He's in uh, Cheney. And I just can't imagine him also doing like you know city council stuff on top well, of being a teacher thankfully it's only part-time teaching i only have two periods of day. oh okay otherwise so it would be impossible ah, yeah. it would be. okay still but, still yeah but like we try to bring people together so trying to find those partnerships and identifying you know who's going to maintain things we can get projects started but maintenance is a big issue and then right. it becomes dilapidated and it costs more to repair it later yeah. so you got to find those partnerships so one that a lot of people like in our community is the uh, plaza outside of Brick West. And oh, yeah. that was city funded to redo it. But then Brick West does all the maintenance on that. Nice. And has preserved it's it. And so gorgeous. that's a partnership. Yeah. yeah. Great venue. But trying to figure out those pi private and public partnerships to right. figure out. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the city can take it on. But then that 
means it's a burden to taxpayers. Right, and right. Is that where we I want know, to direct I, our, our resources? I often think why our neighborhood hasn't somehow found a way to work together to do it. Because right now, when it's not, you'll have, you know, the great nice guy down the street, and he's just... He sprays it with uh, weed killer, and then my dog. I'm like, I'm not going. My, uh, my dog's too small; he'll get sick. So it's almost like it's helpful if we're a partnership because there's also some regulation to yeah. to this. So also, you guys, people can go into a, a public uh, meeting the city council is having, and if they're if they're signed up, they get to share whatever they want to share about a concern or whatever with you guys as you sit there and, and hope for the best when they yeah. come out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I'm kind of a nerd. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, but there no, are yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell, but there are multiple levels of power and yeah. decision-making in government or really anywhere. The place where we are on TV voting is the last level, Yeah. but it really starts a lot earlier and that starts in the committee level. And that's a part that a lot of people don't know. That's where ideas come forward. We workshop it and design it and do an outreach process. And once that has come to a subcommittee that's worked on it, we have a bunch of different subcommittees. Uh, There's like a housing subcommittee, sustainable uh, sustainability committee, uh, equity committee, subcommittee. All these committees come up and workshop uh, housing. Um, They workshop these ideas. Then it comes to city council official committee where we get more feedback to the public right. and more people are starting to see it. And then it comes to a final vote and the final vote. It's important. It's, it's important to testify. It's important to right. write in. But at that point, a lot of it, the decision-making has already been done. Right. So the sooner that you can join the design of these right. policies of these decisions, the more influence you can have on making it right. And I think right. we need to do a better job of making sure that all voices are heard in that process. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we have created an equity subcommittee, but we have a housing subcommittee. We're designing rental, um, renter protections and landlord yeah. agreements and looking yeah. at like universal applications so that people don't have to apply a bunch of times and right. looking at and pay uh, a bunch of fees yes. to each time. Yeah. And ju- just a, a bunch of different protections for renters and, uh, derelict buildings where landlords, the slumlords aren't taking care of it so that they can, um, have high quality living conditions. Right. So we're going to create a fee, a fund to fund a lawyer and we pay for the relocation immediately. And then a lawyer can go after the landlord to reimburse those costs. But all of that's being designed now in the subcommittee and then right. we'll bring it forward. And there's still time to influence and we hear more public input, but I just encourage people, the more that you can get involved, the earlier the process, the better yeah. it is. And it designs, it makes better policy. Yeah. I mean, part of your uh, studies in college, urban development was part of that as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So I, it is nice. We were talking before we, we got on the mics and talking about how it's their elected offices and how do they have to have, what was the question? Do they have Any to have experience? No. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's just, listen, can, do we need to talk about Trump getting elected? But no. It, it sort of inspired a, gen, a, a new generation of uh, politicians to step up and say, well, I have good ideas. I think I'm qualified. And they're like, okay, how are you going to get this done? Oh, no, no, I'm not, that's not, that's not what I do. Yeah. I just come up with the ideas. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 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 And yeah. there's a lot to learn, right? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. things that a city council member deals with. We're not just doing the city. We're on STA. We're on the tourism yeah. board. We're no longer on the health district, but used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, <laughs> there's dozens of boards that we're on in the community, yeah. the cop shops and stuff where we're, we're there to represent the community, but right. it also takes a lot of knowledge to learn what is each industry doing and learning right. their policies and procedures. Um, but 
that's what voters are there for to determine what exactly. are the qualifications. And I always think I always try to tell these people that are, are voting. We have to remember that. And I don't, I think we give away our power and we don't realize, Oh, in the end we hired these people. And so if you hired the wrong person, we have some blame in that. And so maybe don't hire who's on HGTV that week because you like them. Maybe let's be aware of what that candidate has. Qualifications are qualifications yeah, for we, a reason. Yeah. yeah. And so and we can't hide behind the excuse of, oh, they're doing a horrible job. Well, did you vote? Well, if you said no, then I don't want to talk to you right now. I voted for them because they had spunk. It's like, yeah. okay, no, but yeah. they didn't. There's nothing else, nothing else was good yes. there. And now you're seeing exactly. the fruits of that. And, yeah. Well, yeah. and especially locally, though. It's not just vote for them, but do you continually give them feedback about yeah. what they're doing? Because we are representing yeah. the whole district in this case, but our community. And we need to know there's no perfect way to poll or survey people mm -hmm. to figure it out. And we try to do different outreach events to get right. an idea. But the more that your voice is being in right. your council member's ear, the more they are to think about that that perspective. And, and so, I, I imagine it could be misleading when you kind of figure no news is good news. You know, someone would tell me if I'm right? doing a bad job yeah. or if I need to improve things. And exactly. when people maybe don't know the right venue or the right avenue to take, yeah. and then you find out later down the road, they, they suddenly don't like you because of this thing they never told you about. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then how do you even adjust or even get to respond to that? Just like uh, if I flew to Olympia and I had made an appointment with my rep, I can actually meet with my rep. Yeah. Is that same kind of thing, uh, something that happens on council. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We are always available. I don't know any council member who wouldn't meet with people. <laughs> right. And, says no. and we don't, we, we don't all agree, but no. we all care about making our community better and right. care about the people in our community. And, yeah. uh, Jonathan Bingle and I totally disagree on a lot of things, <laughs> but he I would just make just much of an effort to get to know people. And I enjoy talking with him and we talk and discuss things and we disagree and yep. then we literally hug it out after and we're like right. you know this isn't personal uh, it's different those different disagreements ideas. are the best way to actually get anywhere yeah. to being being willing yeah. to sit down and talk and also be civil and, and you know kind of figure out where you can agree and then and then moving yeah. forward from there because otherwise yeah. if you're just if there's so much animosity and you don't want to talk mm -hmm. to each other then what's getting done that's yeah. what i think is great about uh the grassroots uh city level stuff because so many people have forgotten how to have discourse and discussion up at the top that that still happens it is still more likely to at least have a conversation when you're at the you know city council level and all of that and speaking of working together the districts are split so that there's like you have Karen Stratton, I believe, yep. is your partner in crime. Yep. Why and how? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I, uh, a name and a hat. It, it's part of our city charter that we have three council districts with two representatives that are elected every other year. Yeah. And that's just when we went to a district uh, election policy. Yeah. That was the way it was. I've asked. And I was like, what was the history of why we did that? And yeah. no one seems to know. So some like, somebody okay. out there knows, yeah. and yeah. I would love to hear it. It was before my time, and yeah. you have to go and into the Karen's archives. And Karen's been here for a while, I yeah. remember, from, from back in the day. So do, is it, how do you, like, you're just put with somebody, you, you know, you don't have to have known them at all. And then you're just put and saying, this is our district, and we have to work together. Yeah. How does that go? Like, is is that hard for some districts? Is that hard? Or do you find a way to have some harmony? I mean, generally, I, I think it's just part of its management. Like, we'll both get an email that of someone complaining right. about. So we have to decide who's going to take which cases, right? Like, who's right. going to keep track of these things? So that's pretty easy and straightforward because yeah. we just talk to each other. Um, 
we're in cubicles in city hall and so i'll stand up on the chair and look over the cubicle <laughs> and talk to karen like See, it, it's not hard yeah. i think people think that they're all in their offices behind these oak doors that's not really how it works they're just like me at my job having a cubicle i mean you, yeah. you could set up a cubicle in your you know, or like a wood door in, in your cubicle your, yeah yeah but yeah you know, it's kind of so i would like to, i would like to see that that would be it, funny it's it's more like parks and rec than <laughs> anything else yeah yeah so how do you and Karen decide something that's important to you? I must, uh, and you decide like you were talking about goals earlier uh, that you and Jeff talk about. What do you decide that oh, this year these are important to me? Do they have to be the same things that are no. important to Karen? No, no. Every council member has their own priorities and initiatives, and they can bring those forward too. And that goes through the general committee process. Um, it's more like. In our neighborhoods, are we trying to do the same thing? Well, we don't want to duplicate. I'm going to talk to this person. You talk to that person. Right. Sometimes we'll have meetings together to reach out to community members. Um, but everyone has their own priorities. But oftentimes in our district, it's trying to overlap that and sharing that information. Right. There's just too many meetings for any one person to go to. And yeah. so like after this, I'm going to go to a neighborhood council meeting in Audubon Downriver. And we, Karen and I will rotate every month who goes to which meeting because right. otherwise every night of my weekend would be busy. You will never see your boyfriend <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Already. Um, <laughs> but so it's great to like be able to divide. And, and we do that as a council too, because there's about 40 different boards and commissions that council members are on yeah. from wow. the airport to the, the retirement fund. And right. so we divide and conquer that information too that way. What are your the ones you're on that, you know, this is your goals because this is what you came here for. What, what are you pushing now? What are your committees that? Yeah. Well, what are my, okay. Different <laughs> questions <laughs> within my committees. I have yeah. priorities. And so, yeah. um, one is traffic calming and that's my urban planning background get excited about that. And so some of those priorities in my district is about improving Indian trail. And there's oh, yeah. been two traffic fatalities um, on Indian trail within, uh, like two years. And so like, this is a problem. People speed, people are dying and the neighborhood wants that to be addressed. And mm -hmm, so right. I'm trying to get the funding to, to help and make that better. Um, one of my priorities was about public health and safety and looking at behavior health in particular and youth yes. behavior health. Um, and so I'm working with talking to the school district about creating a match fund to expand school-based healthcare centers. Uh, like Rogers wow. has Chad's clinic and looking mm -hmm. at other schools that can have that same model. And so that's one of the priorities I've been working towards. Um, that would be amazing because, you know, Chaz, uh, helps people even if they're not, you know, at this level of insurance and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's been a needed thing, but they are booked constantly. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to There's see that model used. Yeah. yeah. Super important. One thing that uh, I was happy to have done this year is pass a rainbow crosswalk. Yes. So, oh, <laughs> that was you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, council as a whole. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. But, but um, leave it to that gay guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've been amazed at how slow the government process is <laughs> after <laughs> passing things. But we have secured funding. We have passed a resolution saying the first crosswalk, painted crosswalk, is going to be nice. a rainbow. And tying that to uh, not just, just like the social implications of right. inclusiveness, which is important, right. but also the traffic safety. And there's yeah. been studies that show that painted designed crosswalks actually are safer yep. and cars nice. slow down when they see 
painted crosswalks because pedestrians use them more. Right. And it has, um, I can't remember the study off the top of my head right now, but there was a study of like 30 different cities that had these and they yeah. showed that this has an impact on safety. And so we have not just a rainbow crosswalk, but more crosswalks that are going to be completed. So we nice. have enough funding for six crosswalks over the next three years. Very n- so you say enough funding for six crosswalks. What does a crosswalk cost? Well, we still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the... That's the <laughs> The, the question, uh, yes, maybe the 40, equation you know, we're trying my, to find. In my head, not knowing, you'd think, oh, $45 of paint. But no, apparently yeah, it costs, no. there's a lot more involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. Gotta... we're using an estimate from Seattle right now, but it oh, will yeah. be different for Spokane. Right. And there's different types of paint, right? If you just right. did regular paint, it is much cheaper. I think a rainbow crosswalk that's just paint would be like two to yeah. $3,000. But we're going to do like the har- the more... Um, it's oh, like more permanent? Yeah, it's more permanent. Uh, it's thermofoil is what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you like kind of burn nice. it onto the street so yeah. it stays yeah. there yeah. and that'll last much longer is the, there a concern we are not you know we're in a little bit conservative area over here i think we're gonna ask the same question yeah are is there concern about the defacing of them the you know is there a budget for, for, <laughs> for that yeah. for fixing it yeah uh, you know this is a pilot program got you <laughs> my favorite but word does that pilot program you know we've right. talked about that yeah and like who's going to be responsible for that and right. what's that going to look like let me tell you what it was announced uh, I can't tell you how many, because somebody that we've talked about on this show before who I happen to work with um, had a lot to say about it, and it wasn't good. And I thought, huh, I'm curious. He'll be out here with people. He was like, I know a better flag they could put on. Exactly. And you're like, no, 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 no. But nothing changes if nothing changes. So even to make a positive thing like that yeah. happen, we have to do it. Yeah, and it's know. been done in small towns. It's been done in Bozeman, Montana, has a rainbow crosswalk. Wow. So like... This has happened in cities all across the country, in Iowa and other places. Now, when like, you can tell me, is there something in Idaho? Is there a rainbow crosswalk? Is there a rainbow crosswalk in I Idaho? That has survived. Confederate flag crosswalk, I think, is what <laughs> that we. That is, yeah, yeah, and it's doing well. It's doing well. Don't nobody touch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the greatest part. Um, as you you come in from your campaign, you win. What a high that is, and then you're in it. What has been your biggest lessons that since you've been on council? Well, one was kind of what I mentioned earlier, which is the amount of other commitments that you have. Just did not realize how it pulls you in so many directions. Um, Another one, which I think is important, right, is like no one person has that much influence and that much power. That's Mm. by design. Which is great. Yes, that is by design. So it's hard because when you campaign, right, like people get excited and they're investing in you because they think you're going to make change yeah but by design no one person can right. create change alone well and they're right then and there uh in that lies this idea that there it's the reality of when you get in there i mean i i like to use obama a lot because he had this great campaign before his first term and it was hope and i believed him in and then people get mad at him i'm like well then he got in there and it's not just him no in that office you have to deal with what it's like to have to work to get things done. So, I mean, we can't be naive. And then you have well, a bunch of buttheads that aren't letting you actually do anything. <laughs> yeah. at, when I you're, mean, when you're they're the worst. Yeah. 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 Well, and then this is where the process talks about where we need to keep people involved in the process. You bring your allies yes. into the committee process to shape and form policy. Yeah. And then they testify in supporting it. And it changes the public narrative. Right. It changes the momentum where everyone's believing. Because Kate Burke tried to get a rainbow crosswalk about three years ago yeah. and it didn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the narrative had changed enough by 2022 that it went through pretty easily. Kind of standing on the I shoulder of giants, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And so there's that momentum, but it's staying connected to those networks. And so I yeah. still have to stay connected to a lot of the people that I met 
throughout the campaign yeah. and re-engage them and be like, hey, this issue is coming up. What do you think about this issue? And come testify, come let us know and re-engaging people constantly over and yeah. over. And this is where it matters that anybody can have an influence. Right. Um, like whether right now, like traffic calming and where these crosswalks go or, you know, you see like the flashing lights and, and neighborhoods, right. um, where those go, very few people show up to these meetings to talk about the issues in their neighborhood. We're talking yeah. about like three people. Yeah. And those three people get to say, I hate the speeding on this road. I right. hate this one thing in my neighborhood. And then we take that back and that's the problem we solve. Yeah. Because those three people showed that's up. That's who came. Uh, and we try to get more perspective and more voice in, but if we don't hear it, then we don't know. Right. And that's often, you know, marginalized people, historically marginalized yeah. people don't have their voices heard. No. And so we try to, we're trying to create a process to get those voices heard, but it's not perfect. And so the more we hear from people, the better. Which well, sounds like, it sounds like the be. platform for them to be heard is there. The knowing that the platform is there to be heard is right. maybe the, the trouble. Well, and it's on government. It's on us to do that outreach to yeah. make sure that they know and, and, and hear and listen because a lot of them have historically not been listened to. And so right. that's our job to listen. And so for, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, bigger issue but if people have access to internet and stuff where do they find out when and where these meetings are do they go to you guys' <laughs> that's website a that's a good question <laughs> um yeah generally that's a problematic answer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's on my calendar i don't know i just show up um no there are different types of these so there's boards and commissions those are formally appointed by the mayor that's on the city website you have to fill out an application then there's council-led subcommittees and those ones i believe are on the council website uh, or council social media. Yeah, because you're right. There are a lot of, uh, we had on the the head of equity for the YWCA a little bit ago, and she talks about, listen, there's a lot of these, these communities that don't have equitable access to things that are being, I mean, they're being told one story. She talked about, voting how they're that some people will tell them well you can't because you don't have a permanent place mm -hmm. of residence and she goes well that's honestly not true and we need to go out there and fix this so but she goes you have to actually go to those people because a lot of those people don't have a way yeah. to know yeah you know what i mean and so that's or they don't the have time problem. to show up to yeah. the committee meeting at three o'clock in the afternoon exactly right like yeah. so we have to do a better job of saying like just because those people showed up to that meeting doesn't mean they represent everybody. Right. We need to get more voices heard. I don't that's know, stuff we're working on. Yeah, that's that's yeah. hard. The solution would be tough. It's it's like, hey, there's there yeah. should it'd be nice if there's a one stop shop for you to go and find right. out where these things are happening, and then that leads you to how to sign up to be part of those and something. But it's it just it's a that's the thing. I can come up with the ideas. It's the it's the finding yeah, the solution. How do you, you know actually well, yeah. you know making it happen. That's well, the that's hard how part. I feel in council. We come up with ideas and say this <laughs> is the new law, and then it never happens. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we don't hire staff to do it. That's <laughs> the mayor's office sure yeah uh, speaking of which one of my one of the things on my question is we have a spokane has a history of uh not having the most um helpful relationship with the mayor i mean for a few mayors now yeah. uh yeah and so how do you and it seems like there's some contention of, with even the current one uh miss woodward and so how do you deal with that it's hard it's a, it's you can't control you know, the city, and at the same time, you want to be heard, and it, from what I've read, it doesn't always, it's not easy. And, and yeah, no, there is conflict. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And it's yeah. public sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm not the best <laughs> one on this one. You're like, we uh, just keep trying. Yeah, we, keep we trying. have regular meetings and check in. Uh, I think it's trying to figure out where can we agree and align. This kind of goes back to the point that you made, like, what's a lesson that I've learned? 
Yeah. Um, I was at a neighborhood meeting in West Central and the community group was all complaining about something the city has done and that yeah. like the city didn't do this. The city didn't inform us about this when they were putting in the sidewalk, whatever they're all yeah, complaining. Yeah. And then they got to me because those are my neighbors. I get it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> they're talking about like, what, what, how can we make West central better? And then they get to me and I'm like, well, as the person here from the city, like whatever, I don't know what I said. And they're like, <laughs> someone interrupted like, Zach, you don't represent the city. Right. Just to remember, mind you, you don't represent the city. You right. represent the people yeah. to the city. And that was a good reminder to oh, me. Yeah. And it's like, you're right. I'm on council. My job is to yeah. represent people, not the city. The mayor is the city. Yeah. And the mayor's running the city. Yeah. My job is not to represent the mayor to the people. No. She has her own staff to do that. Yeah. And I think she's our, got that covered. Well, I think our current mayor doesn't think that's council's role. No. And oh, she yeah. has explicitly told me that I'm out of my lane when I'm like saying oh. that I'm I'm not <laughs> I represent people who are frustrated and I'm going to say that like, yeah. that's my job is to voice these frustrations exactly. that the public is saying. And if that you don't like that, yeah, I'm not sorry. That's my job. Yeah. And she might take it personally and which is bizarre. It is it bizarre. Is bizarre. bizarre. Your, your role is literally to take all the feedback, consolidate it and then deliver it to her yeah. in a way that's consumable. And then she gets mad at the messenger yeah, that's yeah. that's that, there's some disconnect there. It's like a her, really dysfunctional, know. like romantic relationship. <laughs> Been there. Well, it, it, it and it smacks that this administration just reminds me so much of the Condon administration. And we were very uh, involved in those days. And it was it seems like we're going to fight for the sake of fighting when we should just find a way to get somewhat on the same team, because isn't the end goal from both of these places to how do we make Spokane better? Better, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's more what I'm interested in. I'm more interested in letting people know that I know when you look at the news and we're going to, you know, it's going to talk shit about the city and it's going to talk shit about the... That's not where I want us to be because people get lost yeah. in that emotion of it. And I want us to be in there are ways we can move forward. Yeah. There are meat with with your just get your voice heard because that's got to be step one be aware that you have uh you have this ability to be a, a proactive citizen yeah. in and the only way to change way up here is to start at the grassroots mm -hmm. yeah. you know it's part of what i respected about your uh when your campaign went is uh very grassroots very connecting yeah. to the people you know what i mean and that's a lot of times what we You mean miss. grassroots like my aunt made my campaign t shirts on her cricket and <laughs> my brother nice. recorded my commercial on his phone See, and I sent it to my friend to edit it. That's and where then we put at. it on and then we put it on T V. <laughs> like that's what we did. It was not production. This is yeah. People driven, and I'm also cheap, so let's <laughs> try to say that. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yes, as inflation goes, the cheaper I get. It goes up here, I go down. But those are the the things I want people to know. And it's not just you know we're talking to you. Uh, I keep forgetting district three three three. Uh, there are other districts. So if Zach doesn't represent your district, get involved. Talk to the person who does, the two people that do represent your district. But I think the first step is saying, I have to take an active stance in my own community that is all around me. You have to start there. There are not, you guys don't have all the answers. You're not the great wizard. You're not, you know, the oracle. But you're a good place to go to start the conversation. And that's what needs to happen. And vote. And it vote. is voting Please season right now. You really vote. can't whine about yeah. all this stuff if you're not voting or being an active participant. Yeah, exactly. If, 
last year during the city council races in district one in the primary, it was decided by three votes between second and third place. And so that determined who went on to the general election. So local elections especially get really close. Yes. And so voting is incredibly important. And we have about 40 to 50% turnout in our local elections. And in the presidential year, we'll have 80 to 90%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So vote, vote, vote. And vote, I also vote. have to say to our, our queer brothers and sisters out there, you know, we try to represent our community here. If, if we are afraid of safety or everything, the, it's more important than ever for us to be heard, for us to go to the polls, for us to have some say in who's going to represent us, who's going to be our voice. Because if we just stay quiet, then we're stuck with what we have. And so I think it's so important, uh, all groups, uh, but minority groups and, and the queer community, get out there and show that we have a voice and we're not going to be quiet this time. You know what I mean? And remind your friends. It's not just you, but take a friend and encourage them or two or three. Check on people because they forget. They might have filled out their ballot and just left it on the kitchen counter. That's what my boyfriend does every year. So... (laughs) No, and he says, gonna he says you can just take this, right? And you're like, no, that's not how. It is. <laughs> yeah, I can just tell you. And no, just put it like... in the mailbox by the front door. <laughs> like, it's not very hard. Exactly. I know we're lucky that we have mail-in ballots here because yeah, it makes it very simple. So don't forget, voting is a uh, right now. Ballots right. just arrived right now, and they're due by November eighth. Yep. So everyone should vote. There's vote no vote. fraud. Yes. It's all secure. You can mail it in. There's not going to be a yeah. problem. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Just, and I think it's very important. I think, you know, Spokane is where I chose to come back and call home. So we've got to make it the best we can make it. And, uh, yeah. so Make Spokane great again, right? Make, oh, that hurt my heart that you said that. <laughs> keep Spokane Let's do great. it. In, keep, yes, keep, exactly. Spokane, keep Spokane really good. Maybe that's just <laughs> different enough. Yeah. I, it's so funny because I think in an hour, didn't even scratch the surface. But I appreciate that you coming in and... I just want to put faces and names so people can go, oh, this is what it looks like. This is what my uh, democracy in this town looks yeah. like. We need to have that. So oh, I and we're that. out in town. You know, yeah. see us at the grocery store. Say hi. Yeah. A lot of people do. I was at the Halloween Superstore yesterday, and they're like, you know me, Zach. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, I wow. Don't. That's <laughs> a, that's You're a, like, we've met. Yeah. I was like, uh. But you, <laughs> if you weird. see us, you can weird. remind us your names and how we met. That generally helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say hi to me at nine. I'm at nine all the time. Like, nah, you are oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, we're out and about. We we're love real people. You nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. So, uh, thanks for taking the time to be on our show. Uh, we're going to probably have to bring you back because there's so much that we. I don't think we understand how complicated it can get and all the pieces, but this was a really good start. Yeah, it's been fun. Until one of those things. So, and there'll be more fires to put out <laughs> the next time I'm on. Uh, <laughs> Who knows what drama there'll be. Yeah. I've been following the Guardians, and I'm like, it makes me want to cry. I'm just mm. saying. There was a whole news story with new stuff today. So. Oh, I've not been. I've not had the pleasure to, mm, <laughs> to hear pleasure. about that. Pleasure. That's, uh, that's questionable. But these are the things... If you want to run a city, we have to be aware of it. So I think it's amazing. So uh, I guess, you know, remember, this show drops every Tuesday at thequeercentric.com. Uh, more conversations like this are in our future. And always tune on. We love to hear what you guys have to say. So anything, any final parting shots here? Vote. Good one. Good one. Kurt, you voting this year? He says yes. Even if he didn't, I'd just say he said yes. <laughs> so, again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. One.